Welcome out to Pikapi Podcast, your Pokemon anime podcast going through each episode of the series from start to finish. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're in the middle of the holiday marathon, and today we come across episode 29 of Advanced Generation, Ready, Willing, and Sableye. This is definitely one of the more amusing episodes we've had lately, so I'm excited to dig right into it. Before I do that, just a reminder that this show is brought to you by PokePress. PokePress is documenting the wide and vast journey through Pokemon fandom from all different aspects of the franchise. However you interact with Pokemon, they probably have a video or an article about it. Games, cosplay, music, anime. However you interact with Pokemon, I would recommend going to their YouTube channel, PokePress, or their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com They've got a lot of stuff up about anime music recently, and if you dig back a little further in the archives, you can find stuff about conventions and gaming, video games and TCGs, cosplay, as well as interviews with the industry people who make Pokemon happen. Again, check them out on YouTube or at pokepress.blogspot.com or follow links I'll have on my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. So like I said, this is episode 29 of Advanced Generation, Ready, Willing, and Sableye. And to open the episode, Brock is making tons of awesome food for lunch, sandwiches, salad, and everyone else is just standing around watching him and salivating. And some are over-enthusiastic about this. Corfish, in particular, to the surprise of no one. To help it calm down, Brock suggests... You know, it putting that energy to good use, cutting veggies for the salad and being helpful. And Corfish proves pretty capable at this. Its claws can mince and dice like no one's business. Unfortunately, it can't follow orders all that well and ends up mincing the sandwiches themselves. So we're having stuffing for lunch. Uncooked, slightly odd stuffing. None of the kids are really jazzed about eating sandwiches with a spoon, and Ash chews Corfish out a little. I mean, he can be pretty easygoing with his Pokemon, gentle and kind, but once they mess with the food, you get full-on bad cop. It's like, this is all your fault, I hope you feel bad about it. Corfish doesn't. Not at all. So while Ash ponders what he's going to do about this, because he's got to do something about Corfish, it's ruining food now, Team Rocket stumbles across a gold mine. 
a defunct gold mine, but that doesn't stop them. There might be some gold down there, the hopeful trio thinks. And if it's abandoned, there won't be anyone to stand in their way. They'll be back in the boss's good graces in no time. So they enter the mine and they check it out. And they find a cart and ride along the old mining tracks and soon regret that choice. Like, this mine is dark and it might be haunted. It's, it's all getting scary. And eventually, some glowing eyes in the dark and a sinister smile... Yes, this plan is officially not worth it. Team Rocket wants out. They flee, but Meowth is unable to get away. It's stuck in the mine with the ghost. Actually, a Pokemon, Sableye. And Sableye looks like it actually feels a little bit bad that Meowth got separated and kind of knocked out. (laughs) Finally outside the mine, Jesse and James take stock and realize they left Meowth behind. They should probably go back in and get him. Probably. But, you know, it's really scary in there. And that's when the Torps arrive on the scene. Ash is like, this is an awesome place to test our courage. (laughs) There is training for gym battles, and then there is training for traumatic life experiences. Now we see which one Ash finds more useful. Also, a big scare might calm Corfish down. Yeah, Ash's plan is to scare his Pokemon so bad it gets traumatized into submission. Brock has the same reservations about that that I do. But me and Max, uh, with various degrees of enthusiasm, agree to help. They think playing a prank on Corfish will be fun. It's, It's caused them a lot of trouble lately, so. They split up and they enter the cave. James thinks that maybe they should warn the twerps about the real ghosts, and Jesse's like, no way. If they go in the cave, they'll be scared and we can use the distraction to steal Pikachu. Meanwhile, Meowth wakes up in a control room with Sableye standing over him. It's kind of a freaky awakening, but since Meowth can talk to Sableye, he can speak Pokemon, he soon realizes this isn't a demon, it's just another Pokemon, and Sableye didn't mean any harm at all, it was just playing pranks. Sableye looks real creepy and eats rocks for breakfast, but under that, it's, it's really just mischievous. And it doesn't get a lot of company, so it asks Meowth to stick around for a while. Meowth doesn't mind, he's got nothing better to do today. And through the control room monitors, he can see a couple of the twerps, May and Max, separated from the group. Sableye is ready to play some practical jokes on the kids and wants Meowth to help. Meowth is more interested in any treasure lurking around the mine, because if he can find it before Jesse and James, he can get the promotions and get in the boss's good graces first. No need for the human middlemen. Team Solidarity. Sometimes Team Rocket has it, sometimes they really, really don't. So Meowth is going to help with the scare plan in order to win Sableye over and get its help in finding gold. And Ash is also putting his scare plan into action. He lets Corfish out of the Pokeball and tells it, We're not battling today. We're testing your courage. We're going to see what you're made of by exploring this creepy cave. And the look Corfish gives Ash. It is so done with that kid. Like, are you kidding me? I will crab hammer you in the face. 
luckily Ash isn't too offended. He dishes it right back like, you better watch that attitude. It said there are ghosts down here. I sometimes wonder if at the corral, the Pokemon compare Ash stories. Like almost all of them got a he risked his life to save me story. That's usually how they all met. And most of them got like uh, that one time we saved the world story, legendaries attacking a town and stuff. But then there's got to be a few times sitting around a campfire where they're like, so did he ever make you go down a mine and face fake ghosts? Like, no, what the Psyduck was going on with your team? <laughs> it's a memory that will stick with Corfish anyway. May and Max dressed in bedsheets and being all spooky is freaking Corfish out. Despite the fact that Max is not convincing in the role, he's like, I'm a ghost. Woo. <laughs> And Ash, he's just like, what you gonna do, Corfish? Giggle, this is the best idea I've ever had. <laughs> he and Pikachu are the worst. <laughs> this is all going according to plan until Corfish decides to face its fear and tackle the ghost. And while it loses points for forgetting that normal type moves don't work on ghost Pokemon, since it's May and Max, it does work. They are knocked out of their bed sheets and into a mining cart. The ruse revealed. And Corfish is like, I will kill you all. It knocks the cart and sends May and Max careening down the tracks, and then it runs off down another tunnel, screaming and fuming. <laughs> Ash is starting to realize his plan has some horrible consequences. So are May and Max, because when the cart drifts to a stop, they're alone, with some maniacal grinning Sableye peering at them from the dark. It's scary for five seconds, until Max realizes it's just a Pokemon. And May and Max are real indignant, like, we were scared half to death, and that Sableye thinks it's funny, it's just laughing at us. It's like, what were y'all doing just a minute ago to Corfish? What was Ash doing? Like, he really was enjoying his friend's torment. Pranks are hilarious when they're happening to someone other than you. The real scary thing here is that Torchic loses the fight to Sableye rather quickly. <laughs> and Meowth is around, holding a button behind his back, so this never ends well. It is a trap, and May and Max are caught in a net. Back outside, Ash has rounded up Corfish and joined Brock uh, outside the mine. Corfish is still raging. Brock's like, I told you so. But May and Max, uh, they didn't come out and they should have beat Ash out because Ash had to go track down Corfish. So the gang decides to head back in there and maybe rescue them. They could be hurt or something. Or, or captured by Team Rocket, in this case. Meowth is counting on Ash's heroism today. He convinces Sableye to play another prank on some humans so Meowth can capture more twerps and then use his friendship with Sableye to find treasure. May and Max kind of pick up that this friendship is a bit parasitical. They kind of feel bad for Sableye. In the mine, Ash is getting a taste of his own medicine, Sableye sneaks up behind him and licks the back of his neck. He's like, was that you, Pikachu? Something creepy's going on. Sableye then does the same thing to Brock. So the two boys are reasonably freaked out. 
Meowth is the one who gets Corfish dressed like a stage ninja and whacking Corfish from behind with a fan. That stage ninja disguise is the best because Team Not Rocket never uses it in an actual theatrical setting where it would be useful. Uh, but Corfish is a little sick of Ash's pranks and makes its displeasure known. It tackles its trainer like, I have had enough of you. And when Pikachu tries to stand up for Ash, Corfish tackles him too. So now we have a brawl. The two of them are fighting full out. And even Ash can't calm it down. But the fight is stopped by Meowth, who shoots a net out and traps the two distracted Pokemon. Meowth and Sableye reveal themselves. Well, with May and Max, no one's guarding them, so they call out Torchic to use Ember and burn the rope that's ho- holding them hostage. Torchic's a little wiped from the last battle, but it's hanging in there. It's able to free May and Max, and then May lets it go back to sleep. <laughs> they run out and find Ash and company and tell Sableye, Meowth isn't really its friend. It, it, it doesn't want to keep you company and play pranks. It's just using you to capture Pikachu. And they continue to list Meowth's misdeeds. It's a member of Team Rocket, blah, blah, blah. But it's their word against Meowth. Sableye is very confused and a bit hurt. And into this moment of doubt and confusion comes Jesse and James. Only doing half a motto, even they're getting bored with it. And them rushing in, hailing Meowth, grabbing Pikachu and Corefish, well, that kind of proves May and Max right. Sableye is quite upset. So is Ash. He sends out Taylo to attack Team Rocket, who is making their getaway in the mining cart. To respond, Jesse foregoes Pokemon battling and just throws a bomb. It does more damage to her than Taylo. Team Rocket is propelled all the way back out of the cave. But they do cause a bit of a cave-in. Luckily, Sableye knows a way out and knows which group it wants to help. So, Team Rocket is safe outside, but the mine is completely caved in, and it's enough to make Meowth feel just a little guilty. No one else does. (laughs) When Ash arrives on the scene, he chews out the Team Rocket for that, and so does Sableye, who also frees Pikachu and Corfish. It's a bad turn of events for Team Rocket, but Meowth is happy to see Sableye is okay. Something good came of all this. Once the Pokemon are free, Ash calls on Corfish to use Crab Hammer, and Pikachu uses Thunderbolt. Sableye shoots demonic lasers from its eyes. Like, I love this Pokemon, but it is creepy. <laughs> Team Rocket goes blasting off. Everyone else makes nice with Sableye. Even Corfish. And if Corfish was able to settle down for five seconds, maybe the courage test was a success? I doubt it. This this episode is kind of gold. Like, there's a few things that don't really tie up well at the end, but watching Ash and Corfish, like, these two have a weird relationship. And, like, just watching him trying to set up this, this prank and May and Max and May being, like, super into it and Max less so. It was also nice that Jesse had a throwaway line about, you know, be careful, you know how ghosts and stuff scare James. Like, maybe a throwback all the way to Ghost of Maiden's Peak? But this episode just seemed to pay so much more 
attention to character and interactions and people's relationships to each other. Like, I love it when that happens. It's just really fun use of people's personalities. I don't know that anyone actually learned anything. Like, there was a whole lot of irony and pots calling kettles black in this episode. A lot of people getting comeuppance and tastes of their own medicine, but very few people actually acknowledged that fact. (laughs) So it's a little weird in that sense. Like, I get a bit of a kick out of everybody criticizing Sableye for doing the exact same thing they were trying to do to their friends. (laughs) I do kind of feel that in this region, Ash has been a little more open to teasing his Pokemon than he's been in the past. Like, he has a good relationship with all his Pokemon and has poked fun at them before, but it, like, I just seem to remember several instances where Ash or sometimes Ash and Pikachu are just much more involved in teasing the other members of their team. And I'm not sure if that's reflective of maybe some changes in the writing staff, like, you know, some new people in the writer's room throwing around some different ideas, if it's the atmosphere of Hoenn, possibly a bit of both. This is a region that does have, like, some high emotion in it, but overall is just a lot more fun. Like, Ash doesn't have a rival, and certainly not one that makes him feel bad about himself. Like, Ash can kind of let loose and have fun in Hoenn. Like, we don't have a Charizard situation on our hands. We don't have a Bulbasaur situation. We don't even have a Bayleaf situation right now. Like, none of his Pokemon at present, like Trico, Talo, Corfish, like, none of these three are recovering from abuse or having huge psychological issues that Ash has to be, like, a therapist for. The worst he's got is Corfish is a little unruly. Like, all of his Pokemon love him, respect him, they're pretty solid in their relationship with him, and while they are a bunch of weirdos, like, they are emotionally healthy. So yeah, it could be that just the dynamic of Hoenn, both in Ash's team and in Maze and in Brock's, like, and I guess between the humans as well, like, Ash and Brock are super comfortable with each other, they've been together for years, and May and Max are siblings they've been together for years they're comfortable with each other and more prone to light-hearted teasing like it is a very different atmosphere than the trajectory that brock ash and misty all went on and their teams all went on it, it could be that yeah hoen just allows for some different sides of ash's personality to come out and for different types of interactions with his pokemon I jokingly call Hoenn the acid trip region, and it is kind of one of my favorites, near and dear to my heart, just because it is, it's weird, and it's fun, and you just get a lot of people just teasing each other and having fun together in the way that you couldn't in Indigo League, because suddenly Charizard is going to have a meltdown, or in Sinnoh, because we got to deal with uh, the post-traumatic stress of Chimchar, <laughs> like, like emotional things do go down in Hoenn, but especially up to this point, none of it's entrenched. <laughs> Sad things happen and they pass. 
The most emotional baggage anyone's bringing to this party is May, and even that is manageable. <laughs> but we'll probably have more to say on that subject as the season progresses. If you want to keep up with the season and the holiday marathon, please follow us at pcappypodcast.blogspot.com or subscribe to us on iTunes, Zoom, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Peacappy Podcast. You can also send emails to peacappypodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time. This has been Peacappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>